Welcome to the Into the Wilderness podcast. I'm your host, Byron Pace, and this is the Behind the Lens series where we dig into the stories behind the stories, speaking to creatives from around the world. Now, some of you may have noticed that that is not our intro music that you just heard, and probably still playing underneath me now as I'm talking, uh, because today's guest is a singer-songwriter, so I'm playing his latest single, uh, Heaven on Dirt. We're going to be speaking to Teddy Robb as we hear about how being in the great outdoors and hunting and fishing has, has influenced and shaped his music. As always, this podcast is brought to you and supported by Modern Huntsman. If you want to read about the publication, head over to all the W's, modernhuntsman.com. And uh, we have a lot of online content there now. In fact, uh, I just uh, had my monthly contribution loaded onto the website uh, just a week ago. So you can go and have a read about that. I talk about earthworms and environmentalism and, and, and peat and carbon capture. So very much focusing on the planet and how we can do a better job at safeguarding this wonderful place that we live. Um, and uh, lastly, before we jump into the podcast with Teddy, if you want to help support these shows, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash Byron Pace. That's me. And there's a whole heap of tiers. And you can also have a look at all the other podcasts. So you can scroll through the feed and see if there are any that you've missed in the past or any that tickle your fancy and go and give what is an incredible lineup of guests a listen. So that's it. No more from me. Here's Teddy. Teddy, welcome to the Interwilderness podcast and our Behind the Lens series. You are the very first musician to make it on Behind the Lens. So congratulations. You are the first. Well, thank you for having me. That's awesome. I, I love being your first. Yeah. So uh, no, normally we're speaking with uh, photographers and filmmakers, but it, really the gist of Behind the Lens is it's the stories that you wouldn't know behind creatives. Um, and the weird thing is, like for me, I'm, I always have music on in the background. I listen to a lot of country music, actually, um, a lot of old school stuff. And then I, year, about 10 years ago, I was at a place in, in Scotland and I, it was like the first digital radios coming online. And I was listening to a country music radio station out of Montana called Eagle Country. And uh, ever since then, I, it's, it's like my background vibes if I'm doing stuff in the house. So it, it's really cool to have you on because when your label reached out, I couldn't, didn't quite put it together. And then I started listening to your tracks. And I was like, I, I, I know these songs because this, this is on Eagle Country when I'm listening. So it's really cool to speak to you in person. Oh, it's awesome to be on here. I, I think that's, uh, that's how I got into country music was, you know, I grew up kind of a, a rock butt kid. And uh, it wasn't until I started hearing country music that I felt like I heard a genre that kind of related lyrically to my lifestyle and that was really what captured me with country music yeah and that's cool so what tell me a little bit about your your upbringing because i know that and this ties in this dovetails really nicely with the kind of conversations we have on on this podcast either in this series behind the lens or or in the the longer form conversations that we have uh, in the into the wilderness podcast where it's very much outdoors conservation focus talk a lot about um uh, sustainable use of wildlife, you know, through hunting and fishing. And, and I know that that was an important part of your upbringing. Yeah. So I, my first trip into the wilderness, which was in Quebec, Canada, I was probably five years old and there I was, you know, three hours into the wilderness 
with my uh, with my parents, and uh, it was really from then on I, I fell in love with you know just being able to disconnect. I think that was really the the coolest part for me was uh, being able to disconnect, and then you know grew up fishing, hunting, you know, and uh, then I started listening to country music in my t- you know fifteen years old, and that was uh, you know really relatable to the lifestyle I was kind of living in. It wasn't until I was probably 19, 20 that I started playing country music and started, you know, singing it. But I'm assuming that you were musical before that. Did you, or did you just suddenly at 19 years old pick up a guitar and start writing songs? Crazy enough, uh yeah, you know, so I I, I grew up playing uh sports and uh, I was really heavily involved in sports all the way up into into college. And music was something I'd always, you know, loved and and listened to. And there was always something kind of tugging at me that was saying, you know, pick up guitar, play, just try it. You should just try it. And it wasn't until I was about 19 that I was like, well, you know, I I imagine I'll go into business and whatever. And I want something that, you know, I feel passionate about. And I figured it would be a hobby. So I started playing guitar as a, a hobby. And uh, and then before long, it was all I wanted to do. I know I've got quite a lot of friends who who are, who are musicians. Some who have you know, done really well and been very successful. Others who are still continually aspiring, but have never managed to quite break through. And I guess you you class it as sort of sort of make it. And in, in terms of like that's the only thing they do, like make it as a career. Did you in the early years of that? I, I'm guessing you were probably juggling you songwriting and and now trying to make it as a singer songwriter and other jobs uh, a lot of people some people listening to this who might find themselves in that situation uh, i'm sure go through periods where they just feel like it's a it's a thankless task that will never uh get them to the the end that they you know that they they want to get to um it must be difficult sometimes to to keep on going and sort of keep keep the faith that you can share your music with people and people will listen yeah the the first few years were definitely the toughest where you're you know just questioning could is this could this actually be a reality where i just play music for a living and i was always kind of lucky and i always told myself as long as things keep progressing i'll keep doing this so you know i started kind of playing at 19 and it you know i graduated college and at 22, almost 23 years old, I moved to Nashville and right away I, I got some gigs that were, that I was able to support myself playing music. So, you know, I kind of had, it was almost like I was playing these cover shows to support, you know, going and writing and really going after trying to make it. So even, even when I was working to make a living, I was still playing music. So I credit a lot to being able to keep going that it was like even through those tough years i uh i still had a you know a gig where i could go make 100 150 bucks i'm like well i don't know what tomorrow is going to bring but i know tonight i can i can go play for you know a few people and go make a little money and uh that that really kind of always kept me going and it always kept progressing for me even you know for years and years without having a deal i was still playing music for a living so I, I feel like that was, you know, that was something that was, I was very lucky to have that. And, you know, right when I kind of got to that place where I was, okay, if I have to, you know, do one more 
bar gig and or I'm going <laughs> to lose my mind. It was right kind of in that time when I actually ended up getting signed. And that, you know, that was the, that was the game changer for me. When you were trying to decide who you are as a musician and the kind of stories that you're going to tell in the genre of country music, what part of your your life and, and your upbringing did you lean on to be able to tell those stories? Wow. So, you know, I moved to Nashville to go, you know, write and, and make country music. And so I'm down there, I'm you know, year after year kind of going after country music. And, you know, I moved from kind of a small town to Nashville, which to me was a big city. And after years and years of kind of going, going for it, it, it was maybe like two years ago, I went home and I spent like two weeks at home. And it was so funny to me because it clicked for me why I moved to Nashville after years of going for it. I went home and I was I was with my brother in the woods and I'm like, man, this is, this is actually why I moved to Nashville to, to write country music. It's like when I, when I go home, I remember that when I'm in the city and I'm writing all the time, I'm, I'm really drawing from that, uh, you know, that time when I was home and did have some land and was able to hunt and fish anytime I wanted. And uh, so, you know, growing up fishing, I go on a fishing trip every year to, Canada and I, I still do it uh and you know spend a week up there it, it was things like that and it was you know being able to hunt and you know the guys I hung out with playing sports and you know that was really kind of what made me decide to do country music was because it was so relatable and I think as an artist one of the most important things be besides you know having a great voice and a, and a sound and uh, you know, an identity is being authentic. And, you know, for me, uh, country music was authentic to me because that, that's the things I grew up doing was running around in the woods and, you know, just doing, doing all kinds of that, that kind of stuff. I guess one of the, one of the, the appeals of sort of modern country music to me is that you can write about that kind of stuff. And uh, even like the adverts, when you're listening to a country music station, it's like the fishing report. And <laughs> you'll hear about, you know, people pulling a gun out the gun cabinet in, in the narrative of the songwriting or going out fishing. Whereas in many other, um, I guess in many other genres of, of even songwriting and other walks of life and other careers, it would it could actually be a career suicide to talk about the fact that you actually enjoy doing stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, that's, uh, that's definitely something that I love about country music and it's very know, accepting. What, what was that? It, it's very accepting uh, country. My feeling is it's like, it's, it's very accepting of the, of those kind of ways of life. Country music is. It really is. And then, you know, Within country music, everybody is, you know, a little bit unique. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, for me that I'm leaning into was that I got to live, you know, up in Colorado for uh, up in the mountains for a year. And even, you know, even though it was just a year, it was I really dove into that lifestyle. And even some of the music that they listen to is a little bit more folky. And, you know, I kind of took what I love about country and then. You know, my time spending it 
in Colorado and being able to, you know, in five minutes be up in the wilderness, I, I kind of brought that back to Nashville with me. And I always kind of hold that very dear. And I spent a lot of time out in Colorado and I feel like that's one, one thing for, you know, for my career that I always want to hold on to. Yeah. It's uh it's nice to be able to let your mind breathe in big open spaces like that. It's nice. And it's almost for, for me, it's like, it's necessary. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my, you know, my team, I feel like is leaning more and more into, you know, letting me and giving me the time to go disconnect. And every time I feel like I'm able to disconnect from everything, because we're, you know, we keep becoming more and more connected constantly, you know, on our phones and social media. It's so important for me to go do that because I come back better every time. Mm. So tell me about uh, getting your first record deal how did that how did that come about was it a surprise to you was it or was it something that you've been uh in negotiations and building for some time i would say that was the the miracle for me <laughs> that was the that was the moment where you know the work really started i was you know probably i was six years into you know playing bar gigs and and trying to figure it out and man you know I'm so thankful for that moment, but, and it really came, uh, at a point where I, I kind of least expected it. I was, I was in Vail, Colorado at a little pub called, uh, Peppy's and, uh, I was sitting at a table and I was actually like kind of depressed at the moment. I'm like, am I, you know, ever, I, I remember actually saying a little prayer and thinking, am I ever going to you know, make it to that next leap. You know, I, I really needed something kind of to give because I'd been playing for, like I said, six, seven years, five, six nights a week, bar gig after bar gig. And, and, you know, just feeling like I wasn't getting anywhere and I'm um, sitting at that, you know, that Pepe's kind of reflecting on that. And it was a busy place. And, you know, this, this group walks in and, I had a table to myself and for whatever reason, I, I, I told these guys, I'm like, you guys can sit here. I'm just going to finish up my meal and I'll be out of your way. So they sit down and I start chatting with them for a moment. And the next thing you know, they buy me a beer. And after a little while I'm chatting with them and they ask me, you know, what, what are you doing out here? What's a, you know, 25 year old guy doing in Vail by himself. And I started explaining to him, well, what I really want, to do is move back to Nashville and, you know, become a country artist, but I'm just kind of trying to figure some things out. Well, one of the guys that was in that group that I gave my table up to happened to work for the recording Academy and he, he was the CMO of the Grammy awards. And, wow. uh, and he, uh, he said, well, I don't know what I can do for you, but I can, uh, I can connect you if you'd like. And, uh, you know, he did. He connected me back to Nashville, which led to another connection, which really it was it was two people away from eventually meeting with Monument Records and uh, signing my first deal because of giving my table up to a guy. I wasn't even I wasn't even playing music that night. Oh, that's incredible. It is it is amazing how often it is these weird connections and and even uh, like temporary relationships that you build with people that end up taking you down the path that you're on. I love that. I love that story. 
it, it's really the, the further away from it, I get the more insane. I realized that it was like, I remember telling monument and my team that, and they were all like, wow, that's incredible. <laughs> and for me at the time, it was like, Oh, this is, just, you know, this is my life. I'm living it. So it didn't seem extraordinary yeah. to me. And now being kind of a few years away from it, I'm like, holy cow, if I had not given up my seat to that guy, I was at the point where I was, I was saying prayers, you know, like I, I need a sign if, I, if I'm supposed to keep doing this, you know, I need a sign. And there it was. Well, I think the motto of that story is always be a nice person and give up a table. I know, yeah. I'm, I'm, that's definitely uh, one of those moments where, you know, I, I'm not saying I, I do that all the time, but <laughs> the, more can, the more you can be kind to people, I think it, and it, it is very true that it comes back around. Yeah, it does seem to. It does. Uh, tell me about your the partnership that you did with Otterbox, because I, I know uh, someone else that I know, um, Donnie Vincent, uh, he's just done a, a couple of big projects uh, with Autobox, and it seems to be that they're involving themselves uh, very much more in in the outdoors space, whether that be like music through you or uh, he's making some some very uh, deep and soulful hunting type films. So I was on a little road trip with an artist named Pat Green, and we were going through Colorado, and uh, we hit like. We hit Crested Butte, which is, if you can ever go to Crested Butte, Colorado, it's the most beautiful uh, mountain I think I've ever been to. It's just, it's amazing. Uh, And we were kind of torn around and we were going right through where uh, the Otterbox, their headquarters are. So we made the connection that, you know, this might be something kind of cool. So I went in, I played for their whole staff and uh, it was kind of like, I was a fan of what they did and what they stood for. So we just kind of went in and did a little concert for them at their headquarters. And uh, next thing you know, we're, we're starting to work with them and uh, we did a video with them. And uh, I, I just love what they're all about. And uh, they're, they're for the environment and their, uh, their products are incredible. And, you know, it's kind of a growing relationship as, you know, as my career grows and, Obviously, they're they're doing amazing, but yeah, I love Otterbox. Oh, that's very cool, very cool. Um, your most recent uh, single, tell me, tell me about that. Give me some background story to the lyrics. So, Heaven on Dirt is uh, it's a song that the when I first heard it, I didn't write it, but I it got pitched to me, and I immediately connected to back home where I grew up and it's a small town, Akron, Ohio, but you know, a little South of there, Clinton, there's only a few thousand people where I grew up. And, uh, up to that point, most of my music had been, uh, about a relationship. And so I was singing, you know, a lot of songs about a guy and a girl. And this was the first song and what, and really when you're singing about a guy and a girl, like when you sing a song, I kind of live those songs, you know, every, every time I sing them, I'm kind of, you know, living through that again. So it was getting to the, the point where I, you know, I was <laughs> reliving that relationship over and over. So then recording heaven on dirt, you know, and hearing that it was this like aha moment where I found a song that I, 
well, one, it made me think of some of the best times in my life and some of my favorite things to do. And I, I knew I had to record it as soon as that kind of moment happened for me. But it's really just, you know, I think everybody has a different place that they can think of. For me, you know, I think about where I grew up, hunting, fishing. I think about the trip that I go on up in the wilderness, up in Quebec, and then all the way out to, you know, Colorado and living out there. And it's just, it makes me think about uh, that place that is heaven on dirt to me and where I can, you know, my favorite line of the song is, you know, that uh, where your cell phone didn't work, you know, and you can talk to God. And it's like that, that's the line of the song to me that kind of sums it all up is, you know, where you, where can I go where my cell phone doesn't work? <laughs> And, uh, uh, and that's going to be heaven on dirt to me. Yeah, no, I can, I can absolutely relate to that. There is a, well, actually as I'm record, I'm recording this today from my house. I'd normally be in my office, but from my house in Scotland, there is no reception on my mobile phone here at all. And the internet barely works. So we're doing really well to be able to record this today, but there's a couple of places nearby, like there's one Glen, like this Valley and you drive a couple of miles up there and all the way to the end of that, if you go spend the day up that Glen, you have no phone reception. You have no idea what's going on in the world around you. And there is something really beautiful about that solitude uh, that in most parts of the world you don't get anymore because cell phones work pretty much everywhere. Yeah, congratulations. They didn't <laughs> get away with that, by the way. Uh, my my manager actually, uh, he he said how proud he was. I just went on a, a horseback riding trip up in uh, like near Glenwood Springs, Colorado last week. It was in the flat top wilderness. And, you know, he was saying, you know, how proud he was that I didn't check in for the whole weekend. And I'm like, truth is I was, I was more worried about survival than checking <laughs> in. <laughs> it was with all these people who live out there and they're adjusted to the altitude and they all horseback ride all the time. And, you know, we're on like, three hours at a time horseback riding. I'm like, you know, I'm just trying to keep up and, and stay alive, let alone, you know, worry about my career. And, and we kind of talked about that and we're like, maybe that's, you know, something that I, I need to continue doing. It's like when you're worried about survival, when you're worried about, okay, I need to be safe. I'm, I'm three, four hours from any sort of help. You're not necessarily you're finally able to kind of disconnect and not think about well do i need to you know do this video or this you know write this song or you know all the things that you think about with business you know for me that was such a you know a, a brilliant moment for me to to be out there and be like well i wasn't you know thinking about my business i was thinking about surviving now there there is something to be said in that for sure i i often find that uh, the longer the period that I'm away from uh, being, you know, at my desk, at my computer, doing the daily stuff that I do to run, uh, to run my business and uh, photography and film or whatever it might be, or applying to emails, the longer I get away from that, and the further I am from, you know, e electricity and, and what we would class as kind of civilization these days, the more my mind drifts into places that are the most profound and i learn the most about myself in those in in those moments uh, and so there's something definitely to be said for that and, I, and it for me personally and it sounds like for you finding the space in your life 
to be able to take the time out to do that is just it's so fundamental it's so fundamental for me um and we don't do it enough i don't think yeah i don't th- i don't think we do either and I, I think for everybody it could be a little different uh it's a it's a personal thing i'm still i'm learning that about myself right now uh, you know i i just turned 30 and you know through my 20s i thought it was I thought it was kind of the admiral thing to do is to just never stop working. And that was kind of how I was raised is to just outwork everybody and, and, you know, just keep your head down and keep going. And, you know, I'm realizing as I get older, if you, if you do that and you don't, if I don't take a break and I don't disconnect, I eventually start just, it's my work is poor and I, I become, you know, uh, my, personality gets worse like you get start getting frustrated faster temper goes up uh i'm learning that i need those breaks and even if it's just a few days here and there uh you know we'll check back in in a couple years and maybe i'll have it down to an art a little more and know like is it a quarterly thing is it a six month thing whatever it is i I think everybody kind of has to find their own path of you know being able to disconnect but i can't see how it's would ever be bad for anyone no teddy it's been fantastic to speak to you today marvelous to have a conversation with uh, the man behind the music uh and hopefully i spend a lot of time in the states actually so the next time i'm over i'm gonna assuming there's a little bit of normality with the way we're able to travel around uh i'll see if what your gig schedule is and i'll have to try and attend a gig Oh, that would be amazing. I, I really hope I get to meet you someday, uh, whether it's here or in Scotland. Yeah, your uh, European tour. Yeah, preferably over there. Yeah. I, I've never <laughs> been overseas yet, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think I was supposed to go over there this year, but uh, with you know COVID, it hasn't happened. So Maybe next year. Uh, maybe next year. Well, Teddy, thank you very much for taking the time to join me today. Great to speak to you, and uh, yeah, I hope I meet you in person at some point. Thank you for having me. It's been wonderful. If you want to find out more about Teddy Robb and his music, check the show notes. All the links are there. Thanks once again for listening. Join me in a week's time when we take another walk into the wilderness. But I couldn't tell. I grew up fast and fall like hell to get out of there anywhere. I didn't care, but I had to go. It might be a little rose-colored glasses But it seems like every year that passes I'm thinking more about way back when I didn't know it back then, but It was heaven on dirt Ain't no place on earth Like that 40-acre plot Where you talk to God Cause your cell phone didn't work Love in the front yard On the hood of my first used car Had some good nights with some good friends And mud tires on holy ground I moved out and we lost touch I didn't know we meant so much But you don't know what you're missing when you ain't around 
You don't know what you got till they tear it down Thinking more about way back 